This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. If you're a fan of architecture or at least like looking at buildings, you would have noticed that Kuala Lumpur has its fair share of many interesting built environments in all shapes and sizes. Some are accessible while others may not necessarily open its doors to the public. Well, with Singa KL, that will change as you'll be given the opportunity to not only visit these distinctive buildings in the capital but also speak to the architects who designed them. Now in its third iteration, the 2024 edition of Singa KL is bolder than ever as it features 20 mostly contemporary and award-winning buildings for the public to visit and explore on guided tours this coming weekend on the 2nd and 3rd of March. Some of the buildings that will be featured this year include Urban Museum Kuala Lumpur, TNB Platinum, Star Residences, Kapas Heights Condominium, Saloman Link, Arata and many others. Joining me to explain more about Singa KL and their aspirations is its convener, Almas Rahim. Singa KL um, is an uh, inshallah an annual event which we started in 2019. Uh, then we uh, continued in 2023 uh, with the break for COVID in between. And uh, this is the third year we're doing in 2024. Singa KL is, um, is an event where uh, architects and building owners open up the buildings or showcase the buildings for the public to visit. Um, the whole idea is that the public uh, get an opportunity to meet the architects and hear what the architect has to say about the whole design process, the architecture, the materials selected, um, the interaction of spaces, um, what it is that is uh, is important so that in the end you have a building of such nature created standing there. So it's from ideas right until um, fruition. Uh, so the whole idea is that the, uh, the public is an opportunity to meet the architect and understand understand and appreciate the processes. Mm. Are, are you looking to uh, aim people who are, I guess, to a certain extent, quite um, enthusiastic about architecture or even people who perhaps are not super curious about architecture, but I guess just generally curious about buildings or knowledge in general to be a part of this? We welcome everyone because everyone, each person might have a different intention. I mean, definitely we have architects, architecture students who will want to come and uh, and learn more. But we're really targeting people who have no idea about the work of an architect so that um, they can come and see and get that first-hand knowledge. Um, in the past years, we have, we've had doctors, accountants, um, contractors even who want to see the quality of work in the building, um, we've had um, lawyers and um, film producer even, you know. So we, we want to see the, the, that range of uh, uh, people who, who come and give their opinion uh, on, on the event, on the, um, the building, rather than purely architectural thinking, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. What aspects of architecture are you looking to highlight with Singa KL? Um, will it be more focused on just pure aesthetics or are you going to be talking about sustainability in design or like even conversations surrounding architecture? I think the, the conversation architecture has uh, has been progressive, you know. In those days, maybe 40 years ago, it was about form, follow, function, 
modern architecture in terms of modern architecture and then it becomes symbolic. But some some architects do need that form of symbolism. But as we move forward now, the, most of our buildings are very sensitive towards the environment on um, sustainability, on recycling of um, materials and um, reducing the use of energy in buildings. So I think most of the buildings would would address this these issues. Mm, yeah, and um, let's let's talk about the list of buildings that you have chosen to highlight uh, for this year's uh, Singa KL uh, twenty twenty four. Um, there are twenty buildings. Uh, yeah, mind sharing some of them, perhaps. Um, there is the um, PEUM, which is the Pangong Experiment UM. Uh, uh, which is actually a heritage building which was completed in um, what, 50s, 60s um, and then it, um, it caught fire so it has been renovated so it has been uh, refurbished and made new for for the use uh, um, and we open it because it's not necessarily it's not always open to the public unless you're going there for convocation or auditorium Uh, we have um, like Pusat Kritika Kanak Tunku Bainu. I think it's the only creative centre for children. Um, and we'd like the public to see how a, a two-acre site can uh, accommodate various buildings uh, that can be used for children's activities, um, among others. We have Park Royal Hotel. Um, it's an award-winning building. Uh, it is. Um, it has been around for uh, quite a few decades uh, near the Suiwang Plaza, and uh, it has been refurbished and renovated to accommodate the neighborhood and uh, the needs of hotel people who go to the hotel nowadays. It's taken a different approach on the inside as well as. Uh, TNB Platinum that's another award winning building um, I think we've got 50 people going already um, so this is something which is uh, quite new um, I haven't visited myself but I will be there We have a home and architect's home uh, in Damansara Heights. It's the uh, second or third time to open up his home at twice, uh, be twice this year. And I think a lot of people are curious about um, what architect's homes look like. And this is about uh, a home that's evolved over the years from when his children were small and how they are grown up now and how they're utilizing the different spaces. Uh, I could go on and on. Should I get? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think you've, you've you've highlighted a bit of everything there. There's also um, based based on the list here. There's also a, f- a few offices and uh, even even an exhibition center and also a shopping mall, which I find quite interesting as well. Um, yeah. So, like based on the list that you've come up with, um, were there any particular theme that you guys uh, decided when it comes to curating this year's uh, theme? I suppose uh, this year uh, we targeted award winners. And past participants, 
So award winners went back a few years. So there are some buildings who could not make it because the architects felt that they should be painted, given a, a facelift before they show it off. But inshallah, they will be up next year when we do this again. Um, so award winners going back a few years and past participants, those who have been loyal with Singa KL and uh, some are in it for the third year. But we hope that next year we'll be able to open more architects' homes as requested by past participants, actually. I think there's that curiosity about what do you do with your home. I see. Yeah. I, I find that quite interesting as well. Um, what was the selection process like? I mean, apart from, um, I guess, consulting uh, some of the architects involved in Singa KL, um, did you also have um, like a consultation process between the organizing community to select which buildings to highlight for this year? Um, well, the award winners had really gone through the whole process of, through the jury. So the standard is there. But those who, who did not win awards um, and didn't even, were never even part of them uh, awards uh, situation. But, uh, but we, we were aware of what that building had to showcase. So, and we, in the past years, we had also asked architects to volunteer uh, the buildings and we would go and visit and see if it is of, uh, it's worthy of public visit. Uh, I think some, some of the two of the high-rises this year as well are not award winners, but um, the architect themselves decided to showcase an alternative building which they felt were more interesting. And one of them is Star Residences and the Salon Suite. That was Almas Rahim, convener of Singa KL 2024, an architecture-guided tour scheduled to take place this weekend on the 2nd and 3rd of March. We'll have more after the short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharuddin. Joining me via Zoom today is Almas Rahim. She's the convener of Singah KL 2024, an architecture event showcasing well-designed buildings happening this weekend on the 2nd and 3rd of March. We've spoken about the objective of the event as well as some of the buildings that will be featured this year, including Panggong Experiment University Malaya, Pusat Kreatif Kanak-Kanak Tuanku Bainon and Park Royal Hotel, among many others. You can check the full list of the buildings that will be featured on its website, singahkl.com. Now, let's continue the conversation by looking at the things that the architects of these buildings consider interesting to share with the public. I think a diff- different building, there's no, there's no standard formula as to what makes a building interesting. So, a different building would have a different um, aesthetic, uh, perhaps, to offer. Some would offer interaction, something like interaction with spaces with landscape. Uh, the sound would offer, like at the moment, things uh, a lot of buildings are going green. So you would see green within an urban structure. So you would see a few of that. I think that would be, be really attractive. And some um, some uh, apartments probably showing different aspects, different things that you might not expect to see in apartment building. You know, it's not apartments and, and apartments and apartments. It's a lot of public spaces. But one thing I read at the last year's um, Singapore KL, and you will see it again, that when you go to these high-rises, you will see the amazing views of KL from different parts of the city. 
So you'll be able to see from salon suites, you will see on the top floor, they have maximized the, the area for the residences there. And you can see a golden triangle from that beautiful view. And in Bangsa, you can see from Kapas Heights uh, condominium, uh, the view will, will be off the Bangsa area from up there. Um, so that, that, that's one thing about uh, being KL. You know, uh, we might, on ground, we might feel that landlocked by other buildings, but they always look for the opportunity to look beyond once you get to the high level. Mm, all right, yeah. So based on what you said there, it sounds like uh, participants who uh, will participate in this guided tours will also be given a chance to, I guess, explore the building, right? Um, yeah, with the guidance of the architect and the building owner because some areas are restricted because uh, it's fully occupied, for instance, you know, but uh, the public areas and uh, um, the gardens and gardens need not be on the ground. Mm. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, so so I think to a certain extent it will provide for an interesting conversation for participants, right? Because I think on one hand, they'll be able to, I guess, look at the building from the outside and then on the other, they can also, I guess, perhaps experience what it's like inside the building uh, and also to a certain extent, I guess, um, explore things from a slightly different perspective, right? Um, right. But, yeah, but do you think that the time given, considering that I think um, the time slot, at least based on how you've arranged things, uh, which is just like two hours, do you think that that will provide enough time for participants who perhaps may get overexcited and want to expand long, uh, longer time in the building? That's why buildings? we have this uh, booking system. Uh, that each tour might take uh, one and a half hours and they actually have half an hour to get to the next building if they have booked for the next building. I mean, not everyone is going for four buildings a day. I am. I don't know anybody else, <laughs> but I'm doing that. So the whole idea is you get half an hour to go next one. And between 11.30 and 2, you have uh, an extra hour, a half an hour for lunch. But um, we, we, we try to uh, fit the slot, um, four slots a day. But then if you can't make it this year, make it a point to come next year, you know, and hopefully the building will be part on the list as well. But but that's it. It's not like you need a passport to fill. You know what I mean? Take your time and enjoy each tour. If you're not rushing to the next one, just stay, you know? Yeah. Did you take the fact that uh, traffic as well? We have to find a way. I've got a, someone to drive me around. Uh, I don't know how other people are managing, but we do have to, you know, work it out, plan before the day. Um, you can Public transport is a good alternative or just book your grab, you know, ahead of time. <laughs> I think that's part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite interesting. And 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 um, should participants, uh, I understand that it's meant to, I guess, open up the conversations around the architecture. And to a certain extent, I, I, I can imagine the conversation to be a bit more uh, targeted to lay people, right? Uh, instead of, I guess, being super technical in jargon and whatnot. But um, do you think that participants uh, before joining should also do a bit of a read-up first before, I guess, um, uh, attending this event? Possibly. Uh, because on our website, when they press on the building, the building description and other photos are coming up, so they can read a bit about that building. Uh, the, those that the text had come from the architects themselves. Mm, I see. All right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I find quite interesting about the the curation, at least for this year's event, is that it's uh it seems to be very contemporary in nature. And while that's fine, I I've heard conversation about you know some people saying that perhaps it 
prioritize trendy buildings as opposed to buildings that are a bit more timeless in its design, right? Uh, what would you say to that, perhaps? I don't know. We had some older buildings, but the 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 owners backed out. You see, so um, I would say, but but uh, was Pangong uh, experimental? Is that old building? Um, we would like to have more heritage buildings. I mean, like Ormo, for instance. That's an old shop lot, shop house in Okibintang, and that's been refurbished, uh, reused as an art gallery. But the um, the 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 route taken by the architect is not to detach the art gallery from the surroundings. You can see the back lane. It's a one way. Uh, glass at the back, you can see the outside but the outside cannot see inside and on the front you can see through you can see the neighbours across the road changing, hanging their clothes in fact it doesn't detach itself although it looks different, it's very much part of the neighbourhood so it's not totally new buildings so um, I, I encourage people to just you know, just go and experience that's another interesting thing that you brought up as well to some extent because I think again based, based, I mean looking through the list I, I find it quite interesting that the buildings are also you know a lot of them are also offices and also high-rise high residences and, uh, and buildings of that nature right and which I think is interesting because it gives us an opportunity to have access to these buildings but these buildings are also buildings that generally on a normal day uh, a lot of people won't be able to have access to right to a certain extent so sure. yeah it's also kind of interesting to reflect on that because I think to a certain extent in trying to celebrate good architecture and good design, unfortunately, you have to find like certain moments to be able to actually have access to these buildings. So is this something yeah. that you guys think about as well? Yes. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's a, because I know like some of the places like um, ISKL, which is private school, mm. um, uh, you, not, not anybody can just walk in unless you have, you're going to send your child to the school. And then the TNB Platinum they need your IC, your you know car registration number. So just because it's corporate uh, uh, building and uh, security is involved. So, um, alhamdulillah, I think uh, about fifty people have already registered. You know, for twenty yesterday. <laughs> so um, I, I think you just have to appreciate the fact that the building owners are agreeable to the idea of opening up the buildings to the public. Mm. Was that a difficult conversation to have with the building owners to convince them to to be a part of this project? Uh, we went through the architects, so the architects had the the you know responsibility to convince the building owners. Um, we had like until the last minute you know, to get the two last buildings on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got 20 in the end. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like you said, uh, take-up rate seems to be very positive with uh, most yeah. slots, based on based on my observation, seems to be fully booked. I guess to a certain extent, uh, it's a good thing for you, but wh- what does this say about, um, you know, people's interest in architecture in general? Considering that, I think based on based on what I've seen on the website, a lot of sessions, a lot of, of tours have been fully booked, apparently. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a week to go. It's just like three more buildings that need to be filled up. But but that just shows like it'd be it'd be it'd be great to see when they register, you know, what kind of uh, demographics we've got, and what kind of who are who are these people um, who are uh, uh, attending these uh, tours. Um, great to see the cross section of you know, society who have interest. But I'm glad because so we doubled last year's participants. Mm. We're 120 at the moment. 
All right. Okay. Sounds great. Um, do, do you also think about uh, follow up to to this event once I guess um people have access to these buildings? You know, once the conversation has started, would you want to keep the momentum going, or would you want to continue keeping the conversation going? And how would how how would that look like, perhaps? Well, what what we did last year, and we probably do it again this year, is to be emailed back like the participants, the visitors, and get the opinions on um how to improve what setbacks they experience, you know, what other buildings they would like to see. Um, uh, so um, we will take it from there and see if we can manage to get, get a variety of buildings that, that people want to see. Mm, all right. Um, last but not least, um, it's called Singa KL. But are you looking to also, um, I guess, expand this to beyond KL? Yes, um, we'd love to do that. Our president actually suggested that to us because um, in Pertubuhan Agitab Malaysia, we have different chapters, Northern, uh, Southern, East Coast, Saban, Sarawak. So he would like, he would bring it up with them because now it's the third year, so we might have a template for them to follow. And I've also suggested to Putrajaya Corp that they might be interested to do something for Putrajaya because there's a... Uh, Wonderful variety of buildings in Putrajaya. Mm. Yeah, so 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 we hope to expand. Let's see how now it goes. Yeah, and uh, like you said, I think considering the high number of interest in um, visiting architects' home, I suppose maybe that that can also be part of the plan moving forward, right? In terms of, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, to persuade the architects. <laughs> yeah, and not just that, and maybe like also uh, because another thing that I observe is that we have a lot of high rises buildings, and I, I, as much as I think to some extent it provides for an interesting viewpoint uh, in terms of observing the city, maybe it would be great to also visit buildings that are, I guess, not too tall in nature, if you know what I mean. So that at least yeah. we can also appreciate things not just from a scale perspective, I suppose. Yes, I very much agree with you. We will hard on that for next year. Mm, Alright, okay. So for listeners out there who would like to find out more about this event, where can they go to? SingaKL.com Alright, SingaKL.com and they can register there as well, right? Yes. Alright, yeah, but with registration being quite full, I guess they have to be quick if they want to like get um, yeah. spots, right? <laughs> All right, okay. All right, and okay. thank you so much, Almas. Thank you so much. Nice to speak to you. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and I've been speaking to Almas Rahim, the convener of the upcoming Singah KL 2024 happening this weekend. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can look for the podcast on our website, bfm.my slash ilovekl. Alternatively, you can also download our app, which is available on both Google Play and the App Store. I Love KL can also be found on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Don't forget to also follow the station on X at BFM Radio. My name is Anif Baharudin. You have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.